0: True or Fraud? A claim of an adult posing as a child. Was Natalia telling the truth, or was this a case of fraud? Let's delve in together. We are the Shit Detectives, and this is True or Fraud? The case of Natalia Grace Bennett.
1: Trigger Warnings, Mental Health, Medical Neglect, Child Neglect, and CA. If you are not in the right mindset to be listening to this right now we understand and we hope to see you again in the future for another case. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Shit Detectives. Today we are delving into the curious case of Natalia Grace Bennett. It's me Inquisitive Turtle
0: and me Hextecho. So with the trigger warnings and introduction out of the way let us delve in by looking at the background. It all began in 2010, when Michael and Christine Bennett decided to extend their family. After already having three sons, this led to them taking on the responsibility of parenting Natalia, believing that she had been put up for adoption as a six-year-old Ukrainian girl with a rare bone growth disorder, causing dwarfism. She was barely three feet tall, Natalia has a rare kind of dwarfism, which unfortunately I can't pronounce tonight, so I do apologise for that. It can cause skeletal abnormalities and issues with vision and hearing. It is a rare genetic disorder that involves spinal and epiphyseal enlargement. This is an enlargement of the area at the end of the long bone. It's classified as a type 2 collagen defect and it affects a structure of connective tissue that supports many parts of the body. It can be inherited with an autosomal dominant gene. This means that one parent passes the gene to the child. However many patients acquire the disease because of a new mutation or a change in a gene. The symptoms of the condition are as follows. Height usually between 35.5 and 49 inches, short trunk and extremities, small mouth, scoliosis, which is a curvature of the spine, and kyphosis, which is a round of the spine, and this usually develops before the teenage years. Back pain, various hips, this means an inward angulation of the ends of the bone, which lead to hip contractures. Varus or bowed knees, Equivirus feet which means they are turned down and under Neck problems due to incomplete and underdeveloped vertebrae Respiratory problems in infants because of a small chest Eye problems such as retinal detachment and premature arthritis Understandably this condition needs a lot of treatment and it does vary from person to person depending on the associated orthopaedic conditions.
1: Thanks for covering that, Echo. Well, now that that's covered, let's get back to the case. The Barnetts adopted Natalia from an adoption agency in Florida and Michael claimed that they were given a day to decide whether or not they were going to adopt her. He is quoted as saying, They said she has dwarfism. You have 24 hours to sign, otherwise she is going straight to foster. He claimed that they adopted Natalia because they wanted to help somebody who was in danger of never being loved and said that her Ukrainian birth certificate stated that her date of birth was the 4th of September 2003. It was soon after the adoption, whilst on a trip to Disney World to celebrate the new addition, that the Barnets came to doubt the accuracy of Natalia's listed age. In the docu-series released by Discovery Plus titled The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, Michael describes how Krista let out a blood-curdling scream when she noticed that Natalia had full pubic hair while bathing their new daughter. She was was still supposed to be approximately five years away from the typical age of puberty for girls, though it isn't uncommon for puberty to start at the age of eight. Though it is less common, precocious puberty can occur. This is where puberty starts early. Since this is usually your sort of thing, Echo, would you mind?
0: Of course not, I certainly would not mind. So for most children early puberty can start for no reasons, well, for no known reasons, though this does usually run in families. However, sometimes there is a problem in the brain. This can be an injury, a tumour or an infection which can trigger the early onset of puberty. It can also be caused by problems in the sex glands. This can be the testes in boys and or the ovaries in girls, the thyroid gland, or the adrenal glands. The signs that a child could have precocious puberty are one or more of the following. Rapid height growth, pubic or underarm hair, like in the case of Natalia Grace if we're going off what the Barnett's claim. Adult body odour and acne. There may be other signs depending on the biological sex such as facial hair, growth of the testicles and penis, voice deepening, breast development, vaginal discharge, or bleeding. There are some concerns of early puberty as well, and these are that when puberty is finished, the bones stop growing. Even though a child may be taller than others their age, they may not reach their full adult height. And early puberty can be really hard for a child to deal with emotionally and socially, They may not feel as though they fit in, they could become depressed, moody or aggressive, and they may get teased or bullied, which results in their isolation. And so it can have quite a psychological effect on a child. Anyway, back to Turtle to start with the story.
1: Thank you for that, Echo. It's claimed by the Barnets that Natalia was also noticeably taller than and had a more developed physique, and used a more extensive vocabulary than a playmate of a similar age who happened to struggle with the same disorder that Natalia had. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt myself here. Vocabulary doesn't mean anything in terms of age and stuff like that.
0: No, you should hear some of the vocabulary my child comes out with. Jesus Christ, he surprises me.
1: I was just going to say, my tiniest turtle can definitely come out with words that other children his age would struggle with
0: i tell you what mine mine when he was two and a half um he shocked a load of people at a heritage center because he not only understood that fossils are as he used to put it dead dinosaurs but he could like he was so intellectual with it and some of the words he would come out with at two and a half was absolutely mind blowing yes like, some kids just
1: do and the other stuff that they've that I just listed off like uh, being noticeably taller and uh, more developed physique surely that's the precocious puberty
0: if she had it yes yeah um the other thing i'd like to point out as well is my child had a speech delay and was coming out with big words so yeah kids pick up on what they've heard and i use a lot of big words if nobody hasn't got that by now
1: you know tiniest turtle could say some very advanced words for comparatively so vocabulary shouldn't really be coming
0: into it no it shouldn't children will use the vocabulary that they are exposed to like I say mine, my eldest he had a speech delay and yet even now even though his speech hasn't fully caught up all the therapists involved are absolutely mind blown by some of the words he uses and the fact that he uses them in the right context as well showing that he has an understanding as to what those words mean Yeah vocabulary means yeah. Ja. Anyway, back to it.
1: Yeah, with that noted, back to the case. The Barnets claimed that they saw Natalia menstruate, something that doesn't typically happen before the age of 12. However, as Echo has just informed us, it can happen due to precocious puberty. Allegedly, Christine confronted Natalia because she had found some bloodstained underwear in her bedroom. In the docu-series that aired on Discovery Plus, there was a home video that showed where Natalia said, I've had a period and I've been hiding it. They also claimed to notice how she spoke English without an accent and couldn't understand Ukrainian, even though she wasn't removed from the Ukraine until she was five. Uh, Sorry, I'll go again.
0: I have an insert here. I am going to insert here. Many Ukrainians (laughs) speak Russian as their first language. Based on a 2001 census, approximately 14.3 million Ukrainian people speak Russian as their first language. That is 29% of the population of Ukraine. The reason for this lies in the history of the spread of the Ukrainian language and the formation of the borders of modern Ukraine. We aren't going to give you a full in-depth history of Ukraine.
1: Wow, that was your insert. I've actually got another one to put in. Okay, go for it. Accents can be fluctuating anyway. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a point of origin.
0: No, when I was six, I had an American accent and I'd only been to America for two weeks, so they couldn't get rid of the accent for three years.
1: I had, um, I pick up my dad's hometown's accent and uh, my turtles do it too. I know it comes out in some of the words that I use.
0: A good example of accents in children at the moment is my eldest, who sometimes has a bloody strong American accent come through. Yeah. Yet I'm not sure if anyone can tell, but we're British.
1: Yes, anyway, back to the case again.
0: Michael claimed that Natalia displayed disturbing behaviours such as urinating and defecating in the car, and smearing the windows with feces. Allegedly, in public, she would throw herself out of the passenger side door for attention. If Michael quoted as saying, the idea was to look like a poor, helpless little girl. Oh my God! I just want to face palm so hard.
1: Michael, there's this little thing on cars, um, it's called a child lock. In fact, actually now, most cars, I believe, actually have an automatic locking system for when they're in motion.
0: For that very reason, because kids like to do stupid stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I would certainly look into a child lock in future.
0: The other thing is um, the whole smearing the windows with feces and stuff. The Barnett's have a child with Asperger's, right? Mm-hmm. Walk? What do autistic lower functioning generally? Autistics, but it can happen with autistics of any functioning. What do some of them do?
1: Oh yeah, they like to smear.
0: Yeah, what do they smear? Everything, (laughs) including (laughs) poop. Like. You'd have thought that they would have had some sort of understanding about smearing and stuff like that in children because children who have anxiety disorders sometimes do it, children who have autism, some of them do it. It, I wouldn't call it a disturbing behaviour personally, I would just put it as you are not very understanding Michael. for the case. He also said in the interview for the documentary that Natalia had started hoarding knives and at one point told him, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. It is alleged that on another occasion she appeared at the foot of their bed with a knife in her hand. In the docuseries, Michael asserted it very strongly that Natalia allegedly threatened to stab her new family and even tried to poison christine by pouring cleaning supplies in her coffee he claimed that natalia had even gone so far as to attempt to push christine against an electric fence he is quoted as saying she was doing everything possible to cause hurt or harm or mental distress to the family
1: Wait on have you got cleaning products and sharp knives in reach of a child?
0: Bearing in mind she wouldn't be any taller than three foot really.
1: Oh, your children have special needs as well. or additional needs? Uh, why why have you got what 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 why? Why 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 have you got these things where they could be easily reached by people who are of a tiny stature?
0: What I want to know is look at Natalia now. She There is no way in hell she would have been able to push Christine against an electric fence. Like, what did she do? Suddenly gain Superman strength? Maybe she
1: was pushing her against a fence to get away
0: more likely I'd have thought from what i've read on this but i am not going to make any assumptions i'm going to try and stay neutral uh. allegedly <laughs> yeah allegedly allegedly we're gonna throw a lot of allegedly, there so. <laughs> over to you turtle
1: honestly i'm getting such a temper tantrum already i'm not sure what i should In the docu-series, it shows a home video of Natalia sat at a table reading a Bible. When asked why she chose to read it, she responded to get rid of these evil thoughts. Her adoptive brother Jacob claims that his mother was abusive towards Natalia and has stated that she ordered him to urinate on Natalia's bed when he was 12 years old as a punishment or therapy for her doing it around the house. Natalia spent time in the state mental hospital where the Barnets claim a therapist diagnosed her as a sociopath.
0: In the docuseries, a number of hospital staffers spoke under the condition that they remain anonymous and claimed that she was released after making inappropriate sexual remarks to male patients. It is stated that the family began to believe, and I'm quoting Michael here as saying, We are living with a con-artist sociopath. We don't know who she is. We don't know where she's really from. Who the F is this person? Since this is usually your Forte Turtle, could you please give us a bit of information regarding sociopathy?
1: Normally, I'd say, of course, and head straight in. But in this instance, I have to say that I can't do that because technically sociopathy no longer exists. It's been decategorized in the DSM-5 TR Um, And I believe, I'm not entirely uh, certain as to why, but I believe that this is because more awareness around other conditions has arisen. For example, how schizophrenia is now a spectrum. And as such, the symptoms that were typically associated with sociopathy were found to be better explained by these other disorders. So instead, what I'm going to talk about is uh, self-concept and how that can affect a person's behaviour as an attempt to take another angle at why Natalia might have behaved the way that is claimed in this docu-series. So in an article published in 2018 to the Positive Psychology website, Courtney Ackerman explains that the self-concept theory is the umbrella term for what you hold as the idea of who you are and what you are. It is established in early life and is constantly reevaluated and evolving throughout your life for example, as a child gains a sibling, they start to think of themselves as "I am a brother" or "I am a sister." So you get the idea. It's how it's who we perceive ourselves to be, both physically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. The concept of self is considered to be multidimensional and can be broken into individual aspects such as self-image, self-esteem, etc. In short, it is the broadest version of what we consider to be ourselves. And plays a part in our decision making and our day-to-day behaviours. It's something that we learn from the world around us and it's typically established in the early years and will adapt and evolve but the older we get the firmer we hold to the idea of ourselves which is partially where the um, idea of a grumpy old man comes from. Hmm. Self-concept can be affected by exterior factors such as environment, medical conditions and other factors that are beyond one individual's control. It could be anything from an unstable home environment to have, um, sorry, it could be anything from having an unstable home environment to war breaking out. And having a negative self-concept makes you more likely to embrace and get yourself set up for negative situations in later life. Back over to Echo with the case.
0: I'm just gonna insert that that was very interesting. The Barnett's claim that eventually they took Natalia to a doctor and it's alleged that the doctor informed the couple that she was actually an adult. By this point, the Barnett's claim that they were convinced that their daughter was an adult and that her Ukrainian birth certificate had been forged. Michael has also claimed that a detective responding to a neighbour's call to social services, which we will discuss in more detail later, recommended that they have their daughter re-aged. This was a process that the Barnetts professed they knew nothing about. The detective, who allegedly made this recommendation, has since passed away and so is unable to comment regarding it. In 2012, the Barnett successfully petitioned an Indiana court to legally change her age from 8 to 22 despite a skeletal survey being conducted by a local children's hospital which concluded that she was approximately 11. The Barnett cited that she hadn't grown in their care when they made the petition to legally change her age. It was determined in the courts that Natalia had been born on the 4th of September 1989, 14 years earlier than what was initially written on her birth certificate. Having had her age drastically adjusted by the ruling the Barnetts rented an apartment for Natalia. Neighbours who lived in the housing complex were interviewed for the docuseries. They claimed that Natalia would introduce herself as a little person in her early 20s and stated that they befriended her before adding that they lost trust. According to Natalia's closest neighbours, Sue McCallan and Toby and Melanie Miles said that She would appear unannounced in their homes. Allegedly, they were also unnerved by how she seemed to behave sexually around people, including kids. Toby Miles said that he had become increasingly frightened of Natalia because she told him that she had tried to kill her mum.
1: Sorry Echo, I just feel it's worth mentioning here about Natalia's self-agency. So for those who don't know, Self-agency is sort of how you can make decisions about yourself and your life. And at this point, life has started spiralling out of control for Natalia. She's got her pre-existing condition that she then also potentially has early puberty and the complications that go on top of all of those things, as well as all the alleged things that the Barnett's did to her. Her age being put up and the repercussions of that. I highly doubt that anyone has bothered to even explain that to her or even thought to explain it all to her. And I would expect that if that is the case, not only would Natalia be feeling out of control and terrified, but that it would make her behave erratically to try and make it so that she's gaining some control for herself. um, And just be able to say, well, yes, this has happened to me, but It's my decision to do that Um, and I was also wondering if the skeletal survey would have even been an accurate survey given her condition is specifically focused towards skeletal issues.
0: Even with the skeletal survey it still stated that she was a child. So. Even with the skeletal survey, it didn't say she was a 22-year-old adult. It said that she was probably around 11. That is still a child. That is still half the age that she ended up being reaged at.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just trying to work out why there could be a two-year discrepancy from her birth certificate age and her skeletal age.
0: Again, children develop and grow at different rates as well.
1: Mm. Abigail Bird, a neuropsychologist with a PhD, stated that being an adolescent and being isolated would be very impactful as it is one of the key times that we crave companionship. Going as far as to say it would be one of the worst times to be isolated, you have to understand that Natalia is a human and would have craved companionship just as anyone else would. If she was in fact a child as well, she would have been in the crucial years for learning social interaction and social norms and wouldn't necessarily know how to communicate and socialise, which could very well explain the odd behaviour that's been described by Toby, especially if she's been pressured into saying such things before or has been rewarded for saying as such or acting in a particular way. Furthermore, if she were truly a sociopath, then as mentioned earlier, she would have struggled with the social norms. Also, if it were to be a case of precocious puberty, then she has had none of this explained to her, no sense of bodily autonomy instilled in her, and yet it's another condition that has changed how she looks and how she feels. And also, a lot of her emotions would also become erratic and out of control, not only because of the isolation, but and not only because that she's not had anyone to teach her how to regulate her emotions, but because if she is going through a precocious puberty, her hormones will be all out of whack anyway, there are conditions like PMS and stuff like that that are just going to make you go haywire, back on the case. Meanwhile, while Natalia is going through all of that, they have and the binets have left her to fend for herself, because they have packed up and moved with the rest of their children to Canada before then divorcing. In the docu-series, they did play a recording of a 911 call that she made at the time when Natalia said, I'm stalking one of my neighbours and I don't want to harm them. The Barnetts eventually moved her into another apartment in a run-down part of Lafayette, Indiana. Another one of her neighbours, Kyra Weaver, said that Natalia struggled to climb the steps into her apartment and couldn't reach the kitchen counter or the washing machine as the apartment was not adapted for someone with a disability. Weaver is quoted as saying, I felt like she'd been thrown to the wolves.
0: Other neighbours claimed that Natalia could barely cook for herself and had a limited diet of takeaway pizza and instant noodles. It's claimed that she relied on food stamps. But the authorities did eventually catch wind of the Barnett's neglect and began an investigation. They became involved after Natalia's electricity and phone line were cut off following her bills not being paid. Natalia moved in with a family of a neighbour, Cynthia Manns, who was aided by a social worker who liaised with police. Onto the court. Detectives questioned the Barnetts and accused them of leaving Natalia, a dependent of theirs, to fend for herself for more than three years. It was in 2019, after five years, Despite the opposing accounts of the Barnett's regarding what had happened, prosecutors slammed them with a string of charges related to neglect. Prosecutors dropped the original charges of neglect due to the court-ordered change to Natalia's age in 2012 and the statute of limitations. So, instead they tried Michael Barnett for neglect of a dependent with the authorities saying that even if Natalia had been an adult at the time, she was abandoned, she was dependent on her parents because of her dwarfism. The decision to prosecute the Barnets prompted sensational news coverage from across the world. Some media outlets portrayed the couple as overly selfish for discarding, a possibly disturbed child. Others suggested that the couple had actually been duped by an adult impersonating a minor, like the narrative taken straight out of the horror movie, The Orphan. Natalia would testify that she sustained herself mostly on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, ramen noodles, and an occasional pizza. She said she had limited use of her hands and arms and struggled to open canned food which i'm going to include an insert here would have also made it very difficult for her to open cleaning supplies but i'm getting back to it with that neighbors recounted seeing her struggling to take care of herself and how they saw her wearing dirty clothing scuffed shoes and stinking of body odor the judge didn't allow the issue regarding natalie's age to be raised in front of the jury somehow Michael was found not guilty of all charges in Autumn 2022 and Christine's trial was scheduled for February 2023 but unfortunately the case was dismissed Despite this, in the documentary Michael demonised his ex-wife He is quoted as saying Christine was the walking epitome of evil Over to you, Turtle, for the Dr. Phil show
1: Natalia has maintained that she was in fact six years old when she was adopted and in November 2019, she appeared on the Dr. Phil show. In the interview for the show, Dr. Phil said, they say that you have scammed them, that you lied about your age and came over here and terrorized them. But Natalia remained firm in her proclamation that she was born in 2003 and not 1989, and that the claims were unfounded. Though despite claiming to be 16, According to the law, Natalia is a 33-year-old woman. Which brings us to her biological mother. After Natalia Grace's age was subjected to fervent debate about being adopted in April 2010 by the Barnetts and the claim that Natalia was an adult sociopath masquerading as a child, her biological mother, Anna Geva, came forward. She underwent a DNA test which revealed that she was in fact Natalia's biological mother. Anna explained that she was born in 1979, which raises questions regarding Natalia's re-ageing. A judge ruled that Natalia was born in 1989, which would mean that Anna gave birth when she was only 10, which is pretty questionable. Anna is quoted as saying, She was born on September 4, 2003. She was born at 6.25am in the maternity hospital number 1. She is my biological daughter. Therefore, according to this, Natalia was most certainly a child when the Barnets adopted her in 2010. Anna's appearance in the documentary series came almost four years after the Daily Mail tracked her down in 2019 to the Ukrainian city of Mykolaiv. She continues to assert that her daughter is indeed still a teenager. Anna has since given details regarding the circumstances of Natalia's birth and subsequent adoption. She is quoted as saying, they showed her to me, the childbirth was very difficult as well. When I regained consciousness after the anaesthesia, the next day the doctor came and said there is no sense to take her home. They said that she won't be able to walk at all and she will be of very short stature. They said a surgery would cost $100,000 and since you don't have such finances and you also have an older daughter, she'd be better off with a different family. She asserts that she didn't initially want to leave her, but the doctors had said that there was nothing that she could do for her.
0: The attorney featured in the documentary series said that Natalia was never represented in court and was left uninformed over the process. She argues this should also raise doubts over its accuracy. Caras, the attorney, alleges that Natalia's disturbing behaviour may have motivated her adoptive parents to use any means necessary to rid themselves of the child. She is quoted as saying, getting her re-aged as an adult could have been a way for Michael and Christine to protect themselves from child neglect charges. She states, There aren't a lot of good reasons, besides seeing pubic hair on her, to believe she was born any time before 2003 which was in direct reference to Michael's reveal in the documentary that they suspected she was not a child after a trip to Disney World where Christine discovered Natalia had full pubic hair while giving her a bath. Kara says that the process used to determine Natalia's age in a court of law should be interrogated amid a slew of unanswered questions. The entire process was based on that affidavit alone, without any witnesses or hearing. Natalia did not have any guardian or anybody in court representing her, and she was totally in the dark. This entire case calls into question whether a judge should be permitted, without testimony or even hearing an affidavit from the other side, to take an arguably eight-year-old child and make her 22, with the quick sign of some paperwork. Karis did say that the case was unusual because it was so one sided. Michael did admit in the documentary that when the re-aging was complete, he was still unsure over the judge's decision to say Natalia was 22. He is quoting as saying, at the time that she was re-aged, I knew she was an adult. Ah, did I know? it was 18, 22, 35, 150? No. Karras has countered this by saying that his comment made it clear that, from Michael's perspective, quote, as long as she was an adult, it was lawful in what they were doing, end quote. And in all honesty, did he really need to question whether she was 150? Come on.
1: I, I don't have a response for that because honestly, I don't like Michael.
0: I don't. I think he's a little bit mentally unstable in all honesty, but that's just my opinion.
1: Which brings us to the allegations against Christine and how they get worse. Michael and Natalia's older brother Jacob painted a picture of familial abuse dominated and controlled by Christine and allegations have been made that Christine tried to set Natalia up in a relationship with an adult little person. In the final two hours of the docuseries, Michael broke down on multiple occasions, lamenting that he wasn't stronger and able to stand up to his ex-wife. After hours of painting Natalia in an uncertain and potentially dangerous light, the narrative shifted to explore the idea that Natalia was just another unfortunate victim of Christine's alleged abuse. As already mentioned, there was a disturbing interview with Jacob, who is diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, where Jacob sat uncomfortably, claiming that Christine had ordered him to go into his sister's room and urinate on her bed. He is quoted as having said, One of Natalia's problematic behaviours is that she would frequently soil and urinate in places she shouldn't. It was happening frequently, and what my mother was trying to do to address the situation wasn't working. According to Michael, Christine would coach Natalia on how to introduce herself to people at her older age after her birth year was legally changed. In the docu-series, Michael mimicked her voice and said, Hi, my name's Natalia. I might look young, but I'm actually 23 and I'm dangerous. I've tried to kill people before. This allegation that Christine had been coaching Natalia to say certain things adds a bit of a different context to what she told neighbours and even said in interviews where she contradicted herself constantly. It seems that Natalia has confirmed the allegation that she was told to say certain things. When she was asked about the the story, she had said that she tried to poison her parents. In a 2022 deposition, she said, quote, No, that's what Christine told me to tell them.
0: The neighbour she had told the story to was also sceptical and said, quote, I felt like either she was coached to say that and those things didn't happen, or somebody was saying this is what happened and kind of made her believe that, or she was so far disconnected emotionally from what was happening. Michael was asked in 2019 what would have happened if he hadn't gone along with what He claims was Christine's plan to re-age Natalia to 22 years old which just so happens to be one year beyond the legal requirement for guardianship in Indiana. It's alleged that Christine was manipulative and controlling. Michael has claimed that she would withhold sex in order to control him and then offered it up with their separation to get full custody of their boys. Further to these allegations, he has stated that she has been poisoning the two younger boys who still live with her against their father. He hasn't seen them in eight years.
1: I just want to quickly insert here, if I may, about social norms.
0: You are more than welcome to.
1: And What I mean by that is the way in which we hold each other to account for what is perceived to be the normal behaviour in society. So, for example, when a person voices concern about a partner that seems to be too controlling, that's an example of a social norm. Now, I mention it here because if Michael's allegations are true, then Natalia would have seen a very normalised perception within the family unit of using her body to get what she wants, and has then applied that to her behaviour. One of the most key things about social norms is that you will struggle to learn them and understand them from a point of isolation. The premise of social norms is that you learn from the people around you. That's why things like toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, and our word culture, etc., they're all so, so dangerous because you're enabling what is essentially damaging behavior.
0: And in this case, it was behavior that then they claimed was disturbing from a child, yet she's just mimicking what she's seeing. So Michael is reported as saying in response to what would have happened if he hadn't gone with Christine's plan as quote, oh my god I would have lost my kids then never see my kids again kicked out of the house Of course we have no doubts that when the sequel comes out which I think it already has done but we haven't seen it yet we will be discussing this case in further detail in another episode. Police subpoenaed Christine's Facebook account during Michael's trial It was through this which he apparently discovered a lot of connections she'd made that allegedly went from innocent at first to quickly sexual and one of those was with a man called Freddie Gill Freddie has said that she had originally reached out to him because he was a little person and might be able to offer some Insight regarding Natalia's condition But their conversation quickly started to become sexual He later found himself dragged into the case after receiving a call from the sex trafficking division Of Indiana State Police They wanted to know if he had ever dated or had sexual relations with Natalia It came to light that Christine had tried to set Natalia up on a date with Freddie But he had declined There is another allegation from Freddie regarding Christine, but it has never been released to the public. Some of Michael's claims as to the treatment of Natalia are certainly eyebrow raising, to say the least. Michael has described how Christine forced her adoptive daughter to stand at a wall for hours until she soiled herself, and sometimes still forcing her to stand there after soiling herself. They also made Natalia sleep outside on the deck as a punishment, as well, which is what prompted a neighbor we previously mentioned to call social services. Michael has even claimed that the reason Christine handpicked the location of Natalia's second apartment to be Lafayette was because it was full of, quote, white trash, which in her mind would ensure that no one would bat an eyelid at Natalia's bizarre situation. Clearly, after absconding to Canada so that Jacob could pursue advanced studies, their alleged assumption of Lafayette was very wrong. He was recorded in the docuseries Miming Beatings that he insists Christine imparted, and Jacob, caught unaware on a microphone, has also alluded to abuse and cover-up.
1: Natalia has since hit back hard against their claims and a trailer for the sequel of the docu-series opens with her saying the things that Michael says I have done is a lie. In the sneak peek Natalia also hits out at Christine saying she was trying to make it seem like I was just this big crazy person and that's not true. I want to tell people what really happened because I didn't get that chance. Natalia is on record saying it's very frustrating to hear everything that's being said from Christine and Michael because I already don't know who I am and I want to know who I am and what happened to me but I'm hearing all this stuff that never actually happened from Christine and Michael. Even more damning for the Barnets is a statement made by the county prosecutor Patrick Harrington. The Indiana State Police sent two detectives and we sent one of our deputy prosecutors to Ukraine in 2019. This was before the war over there. They were actually able to find and meet Natalia's birth mother. DNA samples were taken from her and brought back to the police lab, which showed that she was the natural mother of Natalia. The purpose of this isn't to go as much into what happened and didn't happen in court. The purpose of this is to say, here's what we've had from the start of the investigation all the way. Not one person one doctor not a dentist not a government official contradicts her birth date at all
0: so where is natalia now natalia has since been adopted by a second family and has consistently posted on social media about how content she is hanging out with her new siblings and parents natalia even shared just earlier this year that three more kids will be added to the already huge brood of children living with dad Antoine Manns. Antoine is a 39 year old pastor and foster parent in Greencastle, Indiana. In her post she said she was so excited to meet her new brothers and discussed what outfits the kids would wear. The vast majority of her followers celebrated Natalia's joy and are grateful that she feels so comfortable in her new home and I think I can speak for both myself and Turtle here that we are also so grateful and happy that Natalia finally has a home and a family that really do truly love her. Our thoughts and opinions. So I am so glad that Natalia finally found a home and a family that do love her and she is so happy now. However, with everything she is being subjected to just with what was featured in the documentary series in my personal opinion she was not only neglected but also the victim of abuse i strongly feel as though justice has not been served and that both michael and christine should be spending a good few years behind bars as for the debate surrounding her age i'm of the opinion that she was born in 2003 And her legal age needs to be rectified. The judge that made the decision to re-age her should be disciplined accordingly as well, as it was a one-sided argument that was presented to him and he just ran with it. He is also guilty of systemically allowing the neglect and abuse of a child. Finally, as for the claims made by Michael that Christine used sex to control him, could you get any more stereotypical man than that? Like, Michael just... Michael has just made himself sound like the whole quote, men just think about sex and their lives revolve around sex. Stereotype reincarnate. His entire performance, the way he speaks and acts in the documentary, I would be lying if I said I didn't receive secondhand embarrassment from it. In all fairness, I do believe that Michael needs psychiatric help after watching him in the docu-series, as he does come across as somewhat unhinged. He seems mentally unstable. There is something certainly not right there. He needs help, not to be put on a stage, a global stage at that. And just about everything that they argued that they think proves that Natalia was an adult, can be disproven it can it can be used to say none of it proves that she's an adult none of it it can all be explained through science and logic and oh my god Well, that's enough from me Over it a turtle
1: so yeah i do have to agree with echo that um, it's fantastic that Natalia's been able to find happiness and settle in with a new family. I really hope that she's been able to establish her sense of self with her new family and that they've had people and supports in place that have helped explain everything to her um, about her conditions and um, everything that she's going to need support with. Uh, I think that the judge that changed her age might have had his pockets lined, or a very different kind of gift, which would paint Christine in not a very good light. I mean, literally, Court is represented with a set of scales that are evenly balanced for a reason, and strangely, that reason is not to hear only one side of the story and n- not, not have her at least have an advocate And that needs to be investigated. Uh, I am beyond fuming at Michael. i trying to take the spotlight away from the actual victim here. Where was her chance to talk? Where was her chance to explain her side of the story? Oh, that's right. It's gone into a part two. There shouldn't even have been a part two because there shouldn't have even been a part one. Not without her consent. It's her story that they are blasting everywhere. At the very least, you and your shit-ass wife of the time showed her the absolute boot of humanity. The very worst that you could be. Then, you have the audacity to take her story in front of the camera and cry about it. Instead of being Woe is me, woe is me, and aiming for the sympathy folk, you get off your ass, you apologize to Natalia, and you be the decent fucking guardian that you should have been in the first glas that you should have been in the first damn place. Help get your alleged abuser behind bars and then you'll see your other kids again. Eight bloody years, where's your fight for them? Bloody sitting there just crying about it. Get off your ass and do something. Oh no, she controlled me with sex. You've got a pair of hands. Masturbation is always an option. And if you're in that deeper need of sex, may I suggest a therapist for your sex addiction? A vulnerable person was neglected and left to fend for herself whilst potentially being a child. But at least Michael got his leg over. No, no, don't even. Don't even, Michael don't even there are so many there are so many medical tests that allow for an age testing they're specifically used in refugee purposes but seriously where was any of that you're seriously going to try and brush it all into the under the under the bush with her oh but her conditions bullshit so many of these tests have algorithms to specifically counter these kinds of problems I just oh, I hate him. I he's literally he is literally like Dr. Phil and Jeremy Kyle's pedestal right now. Love child. Yeah. Next week on Turtle Tells It Like It Is
0: I've got to say I do agree with a lot of what you've said. Um Like, part of me does wonder if the police could actually use some of what he said in the docuseries to prosecute. Because he admitted to Christine physically abusing Natalia and neglecting her and everything else whilst Natalia was in their care. It's honestly sickening.
1: I think using the documentary against him would go against his uh, right to not incriminate. True. But otherwise,
0: I think that they should. I think they should because the amount he admitted to, or he described, that Christine had done, is nauseating.
1: Literally, he could have struck up a deal with
0: them.
1: He could have struck up a deal with them. I don't know how old his younger children are, for eight years,
0: there's no excuse
1: having not seen them and having his and having his wife drip poison in their ear. This, that, and the other. Well, they they're going to be old enough to know to have seen the exactly lack of fight that you have put in, and they're going to see that your response was
0: to go cry about it on the telly and say about how she used sex to get you to sign over custody. Like, no.
1: Okay, so way to tell your kids that sex is more important to you than them. Yeah. I'm all for men's mental health, but don't sit there and weaponise tears to try and benefit your own self. People that do that on the telly, they genuinely bring out a, a, a hint of wanting to bop them on the head with a hairbrush.
0: Okay. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give it a like or rating depending on what you're listening to us on. Drop us a follow or subscription, again, all depending on what platform you're joining us on. Become a shit detective by following us on our various social media such as TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc. If there is a case you'd like to see us cover, please do drop us a comment and we would also like to know your opinions, do you think Natalia is a child, do you think Natalia is an adult? Based off just some of the arguments, we could come up with loads, we we have capped this. Um, do you, what was your opinions on Michael in the docuseries? We want to hear it all, um, and we hope to see you next time on The Shit Detectives. Bye!